0: I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun. But most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz, but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great, but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash rtg. That's harrys.com slash rtg for a $3 trial set. Sony Computer Entertainment America presents... A Universal Interactive Studios
1: Production. A okay, game created and developed by Naughty Dog.
0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. This week it is episode 87 and we are talking Crash Bandicoot Warped or Crash Bandicoot 3 or whatever you want to call it depending on where you live in the world. Apparently they named it different things in different places. Just so that 20 plus years later, some fucking idiot like me wouldn't know what to call the game on his podcast. Uh, you guys, it took way, way, way too long to talk about Crash Bandicoot on this show. I, uh, I'll i be honest, Like when that guy, when he first showed up back in the 90s, in the, in the mid to late 90s, uh, I thought he was dumb. I thought that the commercials were funny. Like, dude, if you were around back then, and I'm assuming most of you were, you remember those fucking Crash commercials with the guy in the huge Crash costume, but you could clearly see his face in Crash Bandicoot's teeth, because, like, there was the hole cut out, and he had the megaphone, and he went down to Nintendo and chirped Mario, and, oh, man. Like, I I always enjoyed his commercials, but then I saw the gameplay, and I thought, like, this is just going to be another crappy, half-assed platformer trying to take down Mario. I'm a Nintendo kid, right? I've never hid that fact. Uh, and I didn't give those games a chance for quite a while, and then I finally did, and it turns out they are pretty, pretty fucking good platformers. and are not perfect, there's certainly some issues with them, but, like, I played all three on my original PlayStation 1, uh, I, last year I played through all three again on the Insane Trilogy, uh, which I would highly Highly recommend, by the way, if you've got any current console, it's always on sale. You could probably get it for like 20 bucks. All three Crash games redone. They look good. They play good. Uh, they're fucking really fun games, man. And we are finally going to give Crash Bandicoot his due on the show this week. We waited way too long to do it. And uh, my guest Andre is here, and we are going to talk Crash Bandicoot 3. And before I do that, I got a whole bunch of gaming news I want to talk about. I want to talk about some stuff with the podcast. Um, First off, we have a ton of new listeners right now. Like, I'm running an ad for the show on Facebook and Instagram this week. And on Sunday, we almost broke our single-day download record for any particular single-day on the show in the history of the show, which is insane because Sunday is usually one of the slowest days of the week for our traffic because it's right in that midpoint between episodes, Wednesday to Wednesday, and everyone that wanted last week's episode already has it. You know, Sunday's not a busy day for us. And we were, we were like that close to breaking our all-time record for one-day downloads, so... uh That's awesome, and if you're new to the show and you found it through one of the ads or through any other, I don't care how you found it. I mean, it'd be cool if you found it through the ads because we paid for those, but no matter how, if you found the show and you're listening and you're hearing this right now, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for giving us a chance. Welcome aboard. We're glad to have you. You're recruited into the Remember the Game army. Eventually we're going to take over the retro gaming world. Uh, we're getting bigger than I could have ever imagined. And I'm, I'm sincerely grateful to have you on board. So, and with that said, if you're new to the show and you don't know the rules, I ramble before I get to the game. If you don't want to listen to all that stuff, there will be a timestamp in the description box below to get you to crash. But uh, I think you should listen to it because I'm going to put a little bit of work into it. But if you don't want to, that's fine. Go to the description box. There's a timestamp. You can skip it. Just get right to the Crash Bandicoot 3 Talk. Uh, Thank you for showing me some support. And speaking of support uh i owe some more patreon shout outs i started giving them out last week as you don't know uh, i'm splitting them up now i'm not doing them all in one episode because it's just too many names and i want everyone to get more than 0.5 seconds of their due so i want to give the rest of my shout outs for the month right now so a massive thank you to all of the people supporting our show on patreon which include keegan wilson uh, Lord Egbert, or whatever the fuck your goddamn name is this week, because I know who you are, and you go in every week and change your goddamn name, and it drives me crazy. Uh, remember the game alumni, Mark McHugh, the first winner of our Patreon draw ever, Michael Mathis, Nathan W., because I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Nathan, Fake McHugh, you know who you are. Oh, Ol- uh, you fucking even, Ole, you even sent me how to say your name, and I don't remember, and I can't find the message right now to look it up. So I'm just going with Ole from Norway. Uh, Patrick Crossman, welcome back to the show buddy, glad to have you back Robert L, I believe it's I don't know if you want me to say your last name, so I'm not going to. Uh, oh, fuck. You also told me how to say it. Rome 21. And then you told me just to call you by a regular name, but I really prefer Rome. I think I said that right. Ryan White, you disappeared and then came back, I think, on the Patreon. Whatever reason, welcome back, buddy. Glad to have you. Uh, Shaylee and Ben, supporters of the show since day one. Sean P, welcome aboard. You are new to the sub- Patreon. Sharonic, an old friend of mine, supporting the show. The new coolest name of all our Patreons, Slick Rick. Thomas Christian admittedly that's says in alphabetical order and that's not quite as slick sounding as slick Rick, but you also sound much less greasy. Uh, my pal from Australia, Todd, and finally uh, another uh, alumni of the show, Tyler. That is all our Patreon shout outs for the month. Thanks a lot for supporting the show, you guys. And just quickly, guys, here's my only plug. If you want a shout out on the show, if you want access to all of our bonus episodes, there are 17 of them right now, and a chance to win 25% of our Patreon every single month, patreon.com slash rememberthegame. It's only $2. That's practically nothing. You listen to no other ads on the show other than me plugging my stupid Patreon, and that's because we try to support the show via Patreon. So if you're interested, two bucks a month, patreon.com slash rememberthegame. You get a ton of cool stuff. Done all the housekeeping. Um, Oh yeah, almost, except uh, please leave me good reviews if you like the show. I don't know what they accomplish. Apparently they help where we rank when you search Retro Gaming on your uh, server of choice. And I don't know how to see the reviews on all the other platforms, so if you've left one there, thank you, but I can't see it. But just quickly, uh, shout out to Hoytos for leaving me a a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, This is just the best. All these games bring back the best memories. So laid back and easy to listen to. All I want to do now is chill and play some old school games. And shout out to Cozy44 for leaving me a five-star review on iTunes. Fantastic, fun podcast. Three episodes in so far, and it doesn't disappoint. If you're into video games, it's definitely worth a listen. Canadian context, too, which is awesome. Because, yeah, damn right I'm from Canada. So if you, uh, yeah, please leave me a good review. Maybe I'll read it on here. I got to do stuff to incentivize you guys uh i know i listen to lots of podcasts i don't leave reviews on all of them this is a pain in the ass but it takes like three seconds please leave me a good review god that would be so nice let's grow this fucking thing let's take over the world you guys um quickly a gaming news uh the former president of north america reggie and i don't know how to pronounce i've been a nintendo fan my whole life and i have no idea how to say reggie's last name phil's aim phil's army i don't know Look it up. You'll be like, I don't know how to say that either. Anyway, Reggie used to be the president of Nintendo America. Uh he's with GameStop now. I think he's the new leader or president of the board of directors or something. Uh it's crazy, because he was retired. And it was sounded like he was pretty happy in retirement. And now suddenly, like not only did he jump on back onto a, a video game ship, but he jumped onto like the sinking ship with GameStop. Like the like they are they are the Titanic and half of the ship's already gone. Um I have to assume they gave him a ton of money and it's primarily a PR move. I know he may not be out in front of cameras talking to them all the time and stuff, but Reggie's got an incredibly uh, highly regarded name in the gaming industry. And to attach him to that, can't. there's no bad publicity that comes from attaching Reggie to your brand in the video game world. So game, And GameStop has got more black eyes than they do eyes. Like, they're fucked. So, I mean, I guess putting Reggie there, maybe just try to save face a little bit you know I don't know I have no idea why I don't know why else they would do it or maybe they figure we're gonna be out of business in six months we got to spend our money on something let's give it to Reggie he's nice I don't I don't know uh and listen like I've talked about GameStop on here before and how they're gonna they are going out of business it's not a secret everybody knows like um I'm not cheering for it like I know they get a ton of hate from the gaming world but when they eventually shut down a ton of people are gonna lose their jobs and that sucks like there's no there's no cool part to that um and maybe you're thinking like, well, every time I go into GameStop, they're really shitty to me, so I don't care if they lose their jobs. First of all, like they're just doing their jobs. And so if they're being shitty to you, that's because they've been told to do that. Um, and second of all, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I'll tell you guys, like living here in Canada, we have GameStop, they used to be EB Games, now it's GameStop. I don't know what the whole history is of EB Games and GameStop. But, like, the employees that I deal with have never been mean here or rude or obnoxious or anything, or even, frankly, that pushy. Like, I think the stores suck. When I go in now, it's three quarters, like, crappy toys and t shirts. And I don't buy a lot of physical games, I primarily go digital, but, like, Every time I go in, they're nice. They offer me the the gameplay guarantee or whatever, where it's like two bucks and they'll replace the disc for a year. And I I always say no. And then that's it. Like there's no bad interactions with them. So I'm not cheering for those people to lose their jobs. It's just the simple fact of the business matter is they're going to. Like, I don't know how you save that company now. Right? Like Game Pass and PlayStation Now are getting bigger and bigger. And with every time, every time someone subscribes to those, that's a bunch of games that no one has to go to EB Games or GameStop or whatever to buy. And then you add in the fact that they're competing with Amazon and Walmart and those places. And then add in the fact that they're competing with just digital game sales, right? Like every given week, there's like 400 games on sale on the PlayStation Network, on uh, the Xbox Marketplace, and on the eShop on the Switch. Like it's just, they can't compete. I just, I didn't like, I don't know. They're done. Like, I don't know how they recover and that sucks, you know? And they're saying that they're going to wait for the next generation consoles and they're hoping that'll save them. First of all, it's not going to save them. And second of all, at this point, who even knows when those consoles are going to come out? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think they want to delay them into 2021, but the coronavirus is fucking everything up. So who knows what's going to happen there? But anyway, Reggie's with GameStop. I don't think it's going to matter, but good for him, I guess. And good for them, I guess. And yeah, anyway. Um, the Nintendo PlayStation that I talked about a couple weeks ago sold, it sold for $360,000 U S and I thought it would go higher to be honest. Like, I mean, it's still like, I say that, but like it's still $360,000 American living here in Canada, 360 K American is like that would wipe out our national debt here in Canada. That's a lot of money. And it's cool to see that it's out there. And the guy that bought it, uh, apparently wants to like display it or something. And that's pretty rad. He's not just gonna like melt it or fucking hide it in a closet or something um i weighed in on it a couple weeks ago if you really want all my thoughts go back i think it was the echo the dolphin episode that i really went to town on that thing and what could have happened if that had actually been released instead of nintendo kind of just stabbing sony in the back but um anyway i just quickly i wanted to mention that it sold it's 300 i thought it would hit a million i really did so maybe that makes me look like an idiot um dollars, 000 though still a lot it's a fucking house that's more than a house for a fucking console that only half works like, that's, I mean, I would buy it if I had the money. I'm not going to bullshit you, but that's crazy. Um, and then finally, it is Mario Day or Mar 10 Day or whatever they're calling it. It's March 10th. As I record this, it's March 10th. You guys are listening to it on March 11th or later. But March 10th is like Mario Day because it's MAR 10 for the I.O. Nintendo has been pushing this for a few years now. They put a bunch of their games on sale, which is very rare. Like, so if you're thinking about picking up like a Mario Maker 2, or uh, Super Mario Party on the Switch or something—it's as good a time as any to get it because Nintendo doesn't put their shit on sale too often. Apparently, Odyssey's on sale too. And if that's yes, if you do not own Odyssey and you want a Switch, get Odyssey because that game is the tits. So, just quickly, I just I thought it would be a cool excuse for me to talk a little bit of Mario and have a drink uh, for my favorite series in my favorite genre from my favorite developer. I mean, Mario is the reason this podcast exists. He's the reason I love video games so much. Um, I mean, granted, it's only 11:30 in the morning as I'm recording this, but that doesn't matter. So here's a drink. Here's to Mario. It's just water. I was gonna try to play up that it's scotch, um, but it's water anyway. Uh, so yeah, I just I quickly I posted it on Twitter this morning. What are your three favorite Mario games? Let me know. You can find us. Oh yeah, at Member the Game Twitter and Instagram. We'll follow you back. I follow everybody back, so please follow us. I need more followers um i just want to know your three favorite mario games i'll just uh, quickly for the record mine are as i've stated on here before at number three super mario galaxy which is crazy because it's one of the best mario games one of the best video games ever made and it's on the worst nintendo console outside of the virtual boy i fucking hate the wii uh, number two is mario odyssey that game's phenomenal that game like and then number one is super mario world which is as you all know my favorite game ever it's perfect 10 mario odyssey like as i was playing it i was so tempted to say it was better than Super Mario World. It's, uh, like, if Mario World's a 10, Mario Odyssey's a 9.9. I fucking love that game. I've been meaning to replay it forever. I just don't have time um, to re. I can barely play the games I want to play as it is. Uh, the Switch turned three last week, too. I forgot to mention that. That's cool. Like, it blows me away that in the first few months of that system, we got arguably the best Zelda game of all time and arguably the best Mario game of all time. Like, what a launch. Just fucking crazy. I love the Nintendo Switch. That thing is... I love that little system so much. And speaking of it, sorry, I know I'm almost done, I promise. I got my Joy-Cons back from repair. Uh, I sent them in. I mentioned I was going to finally do it. And just to give you guys the heads up, because a lot of you were asking about it, uh, they seem to be working great so far. It was a painless process. Other than filling out the peer Later Way bill that I fucked up twice, but it didn't cost anything. That was just my own incompetence. Uh, it was completely free. It, was, it took about a week to send them out, get them back. And that was uh, from... I guess if you don't know, Canada's geology won't matter. But that was from Edmonton to Vancouver. Uh, it was not long. Uh, mine were launch Joy-Cons too. And they didn't even blink about asking for any kind of warranty information or anything. They just fixed it, sent it back. It was perfect. So if you're thinking about it, highly recommend Get on it. Go to their website. It's a very simple process. Really worth it. Don't play with fucking Drift. Drift sucks. Such a pain in the ass. Um, I can play Switch again. Very exciting. Although I haven't been. I have not been playing my Switch. What have I been playing? You ask. There's my super smooth Segway. Into the games that I have been playing, and there's only one, and that's Horizon Zero Dawn. That's pretty well it. I bought it a little while ago uh, when I rebought a PlayStation Four in preparation for Final Fantasy 7 and Last of Us Two. Uh, I picked up Horizon Zero Dawn, the complete edition, for twenty bucks. Great deal. Planning to like inhale it and get through it before Ori and the Will of the Wisps comes out. But I didn't make it because Ori's coming out tomorrow or today, based on when you're listening to the podcast. Um, And I still have some meat on the bone left in Horizon. So I think I'm just going to let Ori wait for a few days and get through Horizon. I'm not too worried about Ori spoilers. And horizon's getting a little tough and I don't want to lose that muscle memory. Now we've all done that. You're fucking 20, 25 hours into like a 40 hour game. And then you, you take your foot off the gas and disappear for a little while. Then you come back and you can't remember where you're supposed to go or any of the game mechanics. And then you're just fucked. And I don't want that to happen because I'm really started out a little slow, but it has got its claws in me. Now I'm enjoying the fuck out of horizon. So I'm going to finish that this weekend, I think, and then get into Ori. I'm on the road all weekend and I have got so much time just sitting in hotels Between my comedy shows. Like I got no driving. It's just sitting in a hotel all day. So I'm going to bring my PlayStation. And just try to bomb through the rest of Horizon. So uh, I missed having a PlayStation 4. What a great system um and then i've been playing a little bit of sonic mania but that's only because i recorded a podcast about it last week then we're live on monday for our patreons haha anyway good enough there's your plug that's what i've been playing that's all the news so we're at what 16 minutes i should shut the fuck up let's get to crash episode 87 crash bandicoot warped slash crash bandicoot 3 like i said we waited way too long to talk about the little bandicoot that could on this show like i i went from thinking these games would be a joke to absolutely loving them i would love a crash bandicoot four so much please for the love of god naughty dog i know you're making these huge games but just like, just take like a week and make a Crash Bandicoot 4. I don't. I know it would take longer than that, but fuck, I want another one. His uh, Crash is awesome. His games are mostly awesome. I have some minor nitpicks that I'm going to tell you about right away. My pal Andre is here, and we are going to pop the show's Bandicoot Cherry. Right now, I'm going to cue some music, and we are going to talk about Crash Bandicoot Warped, which originally released on Halloween, October 31st, 1998. Kick back, relax. Enjoy the episode, you guys. Let's talk Crash. Here we go. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer. You're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast. And then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes. You drop your phone on the delete key. Your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is. Lightning strikes the transmitter. Doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating. Which is why you need backup. Literally in the form of CrashPlan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals. All for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com slash RTG. CrashPlan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself or you run a business with a bunch of people all click clacking away. CrashPlan hangs out in the background while you work and every 15 minutes they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out CrashPlan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with CrashPlan. Let's talk, let's talk about a a fun game because I don't know what order these episodes are going up in, but this is the second episode of the show that Andre and I recorded this morning. And the first one is about a Sega Genesis game that is terrible, God awful. (laughs) And I I got very angry and now I, I have a great day ahead of me and I just want to go into the day in a good mood. So now we're going to talk about a fun game. My pal Andre is returning to the show. Woo-hoo! How are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing great. Oh, I'm a little happier now. Yeah? Yeah, you <laughs> fucking should
0: be. Because like that last game we just did was like in Shawshank Redemption where Andy's climbing through the sewer pipe. Just and I shoot. feel like now we're out of the shit. And now we're in the rain. And we're, and we're free. And now we're going to talk about a fun game. And this guy... It has taken him I don't know what episode number this is gonna be, but as of A right while. now as of now I've done eighty four episodes and he hasn't shown up. So it has taken at least eighty five episodes.
1: And I've and I've pestered you, you over the time of you of you, yeah. you you originally had somebody else that was gonna do the game and yeah. then whoever it was backed out. So I got to take it and I'm happy. Yeah. This I've been is trying to get you to do this for a while. Yeah. This is, and like, honestly,
0: like, and I'm going to try our absolute best to stick alone to crash three so oh, that I can talk I crash can one to and crash, crash 3, two. Easy. Uh, I did have somebody else. And if you're listening to this, man, listen, I'll still talk. We just haven't been able to find a date that works. And I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I, I am a fucking, I am a crash bandicoot guy. I like crash. Uh, he belongs on this show. I'm so happy to finally have him here, and I'm sorry, Mr. Bandicoot, that it took so long to get you here. Today, we're talking Crash Bandicoot Warped, a.k.a. Crash Bandicoot 3. Yep. Um, So here's the thing. Before we get into anything as far as this individual game goes or anything, this is my first chance to talk about Crash Bandicoot. When people think of gaming mascots, I think the two that pop up, I mean, obviously there's like Zelda and like Nintendo's got a ton, right? There's Master Chief. There's always, but like at least back in like the 90s and the early 2000s, yeah. it was Mario and it was Sonic. Yeah. Because right?
1: you you got your two biggest platform, two biggest companies in the world at that point. Right. And you got to remember they went to war. So their characters got even bigger because sure. of it.
0: Nintendo was the house that Mario built. Like yep. Mario built, like I know that I'm not even going to. I know there's tons of other big franchises, but we all know that Mario is is the king, right? Mario's the guy.
1: If you say Nintendo, I'd say more than half the people that that know Nintendo think of Mario
0: before anything else. Of course they do. Yeah. So then Sega was like, "Well, fuck, we need one of those," and they invented Sonic. And Sonic, uh, he's. I've talked about it on here. I think Sonic is cooler than Mario. Best
1: best Ma- video game movie so far. Yep, it is.
0: And Mario's games are better than Sonic's for the most part uh in my opinion. And oh yeah. I, but 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 Sonic is a cool mascot. Oh, very much. So then lots of other people have tried to come up with these little mascots. Dude, I was somebody posted it on Twitter the other day that Xbox had blinks the cat or something Who? and they were yeah I, I didn't even remember it It was like an old like the cover of a magazine and they were like look out mario and sonic here comes blinks and he was like nobody gives a fuck about the blinks fuck is Blinks? but when playstation came what out game is that they were like well we need one of these guys and uh naughty dog came up with crash bandicoot and uh hey they took their commercials and focused on this guy dude the crash bandicoot commercials are iconic
1: well do you remember okay my favorite ones are when, iconic when For they,
0: the re- sorry just to oh, uh one of them will have played before you and i talked oh, here because i'm going to be putting one of those like hey plumber boy fucking commercials in before this Oh, so good.
1: i think when they brought out uh because i know they just re-released it a year ago this the nitro fueled uh, crash team the racing, racing, racing one? Game. yeah when they brought the original crash team racing they had the same like they had the because they did redid the commercials yeah. for the Nitro field version, but they had the same commercials and it's just him rolling around, parking in front of Nintendo, screaming at him, and driving down and it was it's ah oh, dude Crash. so much.
0: There's it's interesting with Crash because like I feel like with Sonic, Sega found this perfect mix between making him cool without making him obnoxious. And that's a hard thing to do. And I feel like, so Mario is the serious, lovable, good guy, baby face to the max, fucking, I'm going to save the princess. The John Cena of it all. Yeah, he he's the John (laughs) Cena of it. That's a great way to put it. He's the John Cena of gaming. And then Sonic was like the more rebellious, cool guy. And we could all buy into it. Punk. Yeah. And Crash, (laughs) like, (laughs) they don't try to make Crash Mr. Superhero Mario. And frankly, they don't make him as cool as Sonic. Crash is a punchline. He makes fun of him like he's clearly just a parody of like he, and and he I is. think it's he's wacky he's funny and I love. The character like, of Crash Bandicoot. Look, All look these
1: power moves are slamming into his, his face, going face first, slamming into yeah. the ground. That and is pure parody, dude. Powers. Like to
0: me, right off the bat, when they introduced Crash with commercials, where it was a guy wearing a Crash costume, and you can clearly see the guy's face yeah, in oh, Crash's right teeth, up, right up like, the neck. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Perfect, perfect. So Crash is great. Um, I'm going to say it again at the end of the episode, but I want Cra- Crash had better be. One of these six characters He should have
1: been in the first. Five. He
0: should have been. I don't know why he's not because he's not King exclusive of, anymore. Whoever
1: that King of Fighters dude or whatever it was, there's not a lot of people that were who knew that guy it was. No, you should have been Crash.
0: The only thing I can think of is that, uh, and I don't. I assume that Crash still belongs to Naughty Dog, and if that's the case, Naughty Dog is owned by Sony, and so it's one thing for them to be like, hey, we'd like to port our games over to Nintendo and Xbox and stuff Sony's to make just, more money. Because
1: then Sony just sees more money. Sony just makes more one, money. Yeah.
0: But I maybe Sony's like, we don't want our character on Nintendo's big fight. That is the only reason I can think that Crash... I have zero doubt in my mind that they have at least inquired about putting Crash in Smash. Look, look at the like, way Banjo-Kazooie's been received in Smash Bros. Crash would have fit in there fucking perfectly. But
1: anyway... Oh, 100%. And I, I think... Especially with his move, like the move sets, the spin, the, yeah. the slam, the roll it, yeah. everything that he has, I think he would work so well. Like, I think he works better than Mandrake Zoo in that game.
0: Yeah, I, I would love to see him in, in Smash. So, what are we at? Okay, yeah. so so we're six minutes in, and we haven't actually talked about the game at all, but that's fine. Yeah. I have waited a long time to give Crash his due. I usually hate when t- franchises put out these like crappy, shitty mascots and think they're going to catch on and be yeah. the next big thing. Crash is awesome. Uh, he had so Crash had his original three games on the PS1. Yep. Yeah, Crash Team Racing. He's done some other garbage things since There's then. Like Wrath of Cortex and some other most, one on PS2. Most people consider the peak of Crash to be these three games and Crash Team Racing. Yeah. Oh, for and sure. And then the, the remakes. The PS1 era. Right. And then the remakes. Now I'm, yeah. that's where that's the first place I want to go with this. I never played this one on the play, or no, I did. I did play this one on the PlayStation years ago. Yeah, but recently I have played the uh, Insane Trilogy, the remakes. And you said you have not played the well, remakes.
1: Okay, so I when I first got my Switch, which was last summer in August, I picked it. I picked up the Insane Trilogy, mm-hmm. and I was playing. I was playing through it, especially one and two, which I haven't played in probably since I was a little kid because I had. But I just I found the controls with the Switch for me because I'm so used to because I also own Crash Warped on the PS3, right? Which is the PS1 classic version, and I'm so used to the way the controls feel with that, and the controls do feel different to me on the Switch. So I ended up selling my copy, and then when I we were going to we talked to put it in place to do this, I went through and replayed it on my PlayStation 3 as under the PlayStation the original One classic copy, yeah. And I fu- I, fu- I just found handling was better in I get, If
0: you're used to it, you're used to it. Yeah. I don't think either one is bad.
1: You, you didn't play it as much as I did, so you getting that handling, that's your handling. I found just things were off with the Switch remake. Things that, like when he jumps... Wait the, the distance on the jumps. Things were off. That's what it and felt it, like to me. That's know, a guy found, who hardcore played it when he was a kid.
0: And there were people saying that about the remakes that they just yeah. didn't feel quite the same. I uh, now here's uh, they look beautiful. You know what's? Oh, they look fucking great. Here's the crazy thing. I my favorite thing about this this podcast is it's I want remembering old memories and stuff like that. And my girlfriend doesn't play a ton of video games. But she, at, when we started dating, we started dating. I had a PS1 still because that's when I was collecting games. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I remember playing a little bit of Crash Bandicoot back in the day. And so I went out and bought 2 and 3. And the two of us sat down and together we marathoned through Crash 1, 2, 3. And I, was, and I had only ever played the original Crash a little bit. And yeah. I was like, dude, these are like, I don't like 3D platformers. I've been quite vocal it, of that. A majority of the time I prefer my platformers this is 2D. One of the best. And these I I would consider these 2D or 2 2.5D. 2. Yeah. Cuz you can't free roam, but there's the camera behind you and you move yeah. left, right, up, down and stuff uh be it the original three or be it the current like these are fucking great games oh, and wonderful. you mentioned and i'm looking at it right now because you mentioned that the remakes look the remakes look fucking gorgeous oh my god the but, video
1: it's, it looks so good
0: but i'm looking at a screenshot of the ps1 version of warped oh. and even back then it looks good
1: well it, you gotta remember this also the third in the series it's getting later into the playstation's life so like, i remember as we talked when we were talking about final fantasy how many 60 67 some episodes ago yeah you look at the quality as that system went up. The graphics got better and better and better. Yeah, and that's where I think Crash Bandicoot Warped why it still looks so good. Even the original version today, it's it when you play it, it's still it is still quite blocky. It, it is it's, it's blockier, but it still looks really good for a PlayStation One game. Right. Oh, that's the and thing. That early three D era. Because
0: I've never like I'm not a huge fan of that Nintendo sixty four PS one era. I feel no. like a lot of those games have not aged well. They don't look good. The original Crash is a little ugly, but the original of anything, they're figuring out the system, right? It's like, when you look at, I mean, the bottom line is that even if you take Mario 2 out of the equation, Mario 3 is obviously the superior game to the original Mario Brothers. Very much Everyone so. says that Sonic 2 is infinitely better than Sonic 1. Mm-hmm. Crash 2 is better than Crash 1. And to me, I, I consider Crash 3 and Crash 2 a coin flip. I think I slightly prefer Crash 2. But I also really enjoy Crash Three. They obviously the first one was them designing the engine, yeah. And then the next two are like, okay, well we've got our base. Let's How do build we on, it. on this. And you know what's really nuts? And I don't often talk about developers on here, and I've mentioned that recently. That's something I should really be looking at a little more. Naughty Dog is the company that made Crash Bandicoot. Yep. If you don't know who Naughty Dog is, You're Crash. Crazy. I'm looking at their core their, their their core products right now. I adore. All four of these franchises. These are Naughty Dog's big four. Crash Bandicoot. Wonderful. Good start. Then they moved on from Crash Bandicoot and they started making Jack and Daxter. So like the, literally one some of my favorite PS2 games. Buddy, I we have to do a Jack and Daxter episode. Oh, yeah, yes, uh, They're great. Uh the two and three. I'm kind of uh, Yeah, yeah, the, the on, original Jack and don't. Daxter. When they finished with Jack and Daxter, you guys know where they went? Uh this little franchise called Uncharted. Yeah. Which is... Fina- I adore they those just, games. Wouldn't
1: they, didn't they just finish the final storyline a couple years ago? Like the main storyline?
0: They finished Uncharted 4, yeah. yeah. And then they made a little game called The Last of Us, which is, if you listen to our Patreon episodes, my number two game of the decade, yep. and legitimately in my five favorite games the of all time. The reason you're
1: going to buy a PS4 this year. Yep,
0: I am. I'm <laughs> buying a PS4 to play Last of Us 2 and Final Fantasy 7. But anyway, the point yeah. I'm trying to make is Naughty Dog is one of the absolute gargantuous heavyweights of the gaming industry. Yeah. 100%. And it all started with Crash Bandicoot. Yep. Uh, they make good games. Crash... Okay, so like, what are we at? We're at 12 minutes. I feel like all I've done is suck Crash and, and Naughty Dog's dick. Let's they get into Crash it. Warped. Um, The story... Do you, do you know... Do you care the story? Because so I don't even care. Essentially,
1: but. after two, uh, this uh, other match... You have, you have Uka Uka, your mask that you, you get... He's your like, extra life or extra hit He's kind of
0: like... I think he's kind of like crashes Yoda, He's, he's, in your, a way. he's
1: your fairy, essentially. He, he gets you an extra hit or two, and then you get the... If you get three of them, you get the mask, and you become invincible. It's, he's, your, he's your star. Like, he's your... Yeah, he's superstar. like... Superstar. Yeah, so he and, helps you. Yeah. And so, he, he... His brother gets released and joins up with uh, Cortex, and they warp time or something and then you got to go through all the different levels of time to eventually just defeat i think it's uga uka uka or uga uga or something aku like
0: aku. aku aku that's yeah. Uga uka uka is the good mask uka, uka is yours and then aka, aku aka aku is, is the bad aku, mask. Aka, yeah yeah
1: and so you have to defeat him and cortex that's that is legitimately the game right okay and so yeah. like
0: like the story is secondary to just having fun platforming because it, it, it's but, not,
1: it's not a crazy it's not like a really in-depth story it's, it gives you a plot on what you've got to do to finish it who you got to beat and then you just go yeah. through the levels and have fun doing it but that what, is what simplicity of this game and i
0: love it it's perfect yeah but to me like uh what's cool about this game is like crash bandicoot and crash bandicoot 2 you're primarily you're either in the forest or you're in like a castle or like a yeah. lab like cortex's lab yeah crash bandicoot 3 with them bringing up this whole time traveling and warped literally the game is crash Bandicoot warped, warped. warped. Yeah. They can send you to a bunch of different places, which I think is really, really clever because it lets you go to you. You go back to like ancient japan or something you're on like the great wall of china there's, or yeah there's a these, chi- these weird samurai china, places there's a
1: uh, medieval there's medieval levels yeah
0: there's like ancient there's not ancient there's
1: a like egyptian like bizarre levels there's like dinosaur levels you, dinosaur. and then
0: there's other points where you're riding jet skis and motorcycles yep. and like it's they and like it never feels out of place no and, it but, it ch- but it changes it up like because i think yep. that people would have shit on it if they had gone with the same like the same, like if you just made Crash 3 a sequel to Crash 2 and you're running through the forest again, I don't think anyone would have cared. No. But then they added all these new weird places. In fact you
1: change it up and then you have the superpowers that you earn by beating the bosses. Right. Which is, I think,
0: quite fun. Okay. So, uh, yeah, like quickly, yeah, get into that because I don't remember all of that.
1: So, you have the first, I think the first world was the, you get your jump. Was, no, you get the slam. Then there's the double jump, the uh, infinite spin. Right, where you keep spinning and spinning, uh, and uh, there's then there's the bazooka. Yeah, and then I I can't remember the one I you f- get you get for beating because I didn't complete I didn't end up finishing the f- fifth world. Right, but you get another m- ability for beating Cortex end because then you go back and then there's unlockables after for every right. level you beat because you once you run through it mm-hmm. you get your you get the purple crystal, and you finish it. Then if you hit get every box in the level. There's your little diamond, I think.
0: Yeah, okay. So, well, yeah, because like, so you have to collect all the purple crystals. That's like the purple
1: crystal is your level completion.
0: That's what they're after to, yeah. that's what they're trying to use to take over the world. So that's where you have to go get. But yeah, then if you want to get the, the, the like gem in every level, you have to break every box. Because there's the
1: gems for breaking all the boxes. And I,
0: dude, I just want to quickly say, I fucking love that mechanic. As someone oh, that it's great. I don't consider myself a full fledged completionist, but when I play platformers, I love games where there's like, the classic, there's three big coins. You gotta go find your three big coins. Yeah, or, or get this. all the boxes. You right? have to get every box. And it starts out incredibly easy to smash every box in a level of Crash Bandicoot. Oh yeah, those first few bro, levels are easy. It Whoa. gets fucking vicious. Expect- and they put those fucking death boxes in where if you die before oh, the you nitro? get to, but no no. Oh, oh it, the ones that are timer the timer boxes. If you die before if you die once, at least this was in the remake. I don't know if this was in the original. If you die once during the level then you can't take this like weird death path. Where there's boxes and stuff like that, like they really put a ton of depth into it and make that you go look at boxes. Is these that where boxes. you get on
1: the little platform? And it yeah. You. Oh yeah, okay. I I know what you get if you die. If you die during if you if you get on the platform and you die while trying to get all those boxes, then you can't you have to then finish the level and
0: restart the level to go on that path. that yeah.
1: extra path. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that is in the original. Yes. But the
0: game is fun enough that I never found it frustrating. And I love the mechanics of breaking the boxes. The boxes are so easy to find, but they're so hard to collect all of by the end. Like some of them oh, are yeah. hidden some very well. Well
1: some of them because you have But with the later ones with you're using your double jump and your spin you can float across things. So you yeah. have to actually I remember one of the ones where it takes you off on the little side path and you have to literally jump on one box because you're on the metal boxes walking along. You have to jump onto a wooden box, bounce off that, land on another one, then land on the metal. Then you got to go and you got to double jump and spin float back so that you can hit the the metal exclamation point one. Yeah. So it completes there. So then you can go and get the ones that were above that. But if you don't get them before you hit that exclamation box... You can't get them, and the the crystal's gone. Yeah, or the yeah. gem is gone.
0: They do a great job of like sometimes you get into a portion where there's a bunch of boxes, and you've got to stop before you start, and just look at it, and just be like, okay, I gotta bounce off this one to go get that one, but I gotta hit this switch to open these boxes up. But if I bounce off this box first, I can't get to this switch. Like I love that, like a very it's, simple puzzle, puzzle, true, puzzle, true yeah. puzzles,
1: but not super diff like diff not super difficult puzzles that don't tell you what to do it's very obvious what you need to do but it's challenging to do them
0: yeah yeah so i i really i really i just i enjoy that i love one thing i've always loved about the crash series is i don't i don't remember ever playing a platforming game where it's that 2.5 d where you kind of run up or run down like either toward the camera or away from the camera and the camera's stationary but the level kind of spins left and right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I Well I've,
1: was it the first world? You're running away from the di- I think it was the first second world. You're running away from that dinosaur. Yeah. That camera is locked, but everything moves yeah. as you move. And it's
0: very like not a lot of games do that even now. And no. I thought that was such a cool mechanic. I never found it cheap. There's the odd time, particularly where you're running toward the camera. Yeah. Where you don't know what's coming in front of you and it can be a little infuriating. But they they're very quick to like, okay, reload, try again.
1: But if you're real, it's it's not like do to do, do make make it, you literally float away as an angel or whatever you burn up and die whatever mm-hmm. and the animations for him dying were always entertaining. Oh, the animations like, are always you on the lava. He like he's like ah, ah and his butt's burning. Then it immediately switches back to your checkpoint. Um, you hit something. Uh, and it might it'll make you explode into feathers. Yeah, or or it's it's an, always an he entertaining. Gets, death.
0: He gets zapped and just his shoes are like sitting there and yeah. he's gone. Like but I love they, that And kind he of puffs
1: he, like he blue in the feathers, right? Yeah. Like, it's always entertaining on the way he dies. So you don't you don't feel cheated out of I don't think I ever felt cheated. I, it was only in, mm-hmm. when I die in boss fights. Oh, was, the boss was, fights. Was that was the only time I felt cheated by by and not even cheated. Just I wasn't good enough. But yeah. you you do feel a little bit cheated when you when you just missed. and then uh, and again the first boss fight, and that other tiger you land in an open area, and that other tiger just appears, come just comes out of nowhere and hits you. Yeah, that's a, that's the only time you feel like oh it sucked. But like
0: there's the odd time where I found the controls fuck you. But for the most part, the controls yeah. are pretty good. What another thing I like, and I also hate, and that there is something I want to get into that I don't like about this game. But I love that half of the levels are this this there's 2.5 D classic. Like when people think of crash bandicoot, yeah. you think of either that running away from the camera or running or run toward the camera. Yeah. Right. But then there's also some side scrolling stuff, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, classic 2d. those off, right off and, D. and you're going to go to the side yep. and it's, like, it's really cool. But then they put some vehicle levels in it too. And like, just for the record to any platforming game developer ever, with the exception of cuphead, cause in cuphead, the, yeah. the level, like those levels work good. I, do you like vehicle? I, I fucking hate them.
1: Um, I think a majority I, I of people don't like Kind of like them. the motorcycle levels, a little bit in this one because they they were fun to play in. Um, but the the, the the water skiing ones though with Coco, oh. I'm sorry, I had I had no care for those.
0: No, they suck. And the thing is, like don't like nobody wants you don't have to do vehicle levels. Like, listen, I get that you're trying to change things up and you want to make the it tiger original levels one. though. No, see, I don't like those. I fucking hate oh, those. We got to ride the, the fucking shit. Oh, that,
1: I love riding the tiger. I okay. thought that was cool.
0: But if you're someone that insists on getting every box. I've, got, can, I've done it though. Like I've so why? No I. I, yeah, I, I completed. I 100 at all these games, but like yeah. the, the the when you're riding on that fucking tiger and you can't or whatever animal you're riding he gets on, harder to and steer. you can't stop them. They're hard to steer, and you see a box coming, but sometimes you literally just don't move them. And it's and the angle of his jumps kind of vary. A they little flip bit. around. Yeah. I fucking hate. I hate levels where you can't turn around. If the game is designed where I have to collect all these things. Fucking, you miss one, and it's like, okay, well, I got to burn a life now. Because again, if you want 100, percent you got to get every box and every level. And so when you're on this fucking tiger, and and you can't stop, and you can't turn around, or the or, or the fucking US ones where you're riding the like, I don't know what it is, like cyberpunk or something, and you're fucking riding like a motorbike. Oh yeah, you know, or a quad or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Same thing. If you miss one box, you have to redo the. You whole You've got to redo the whole level to get so it. You are so just, just burning
1: through pies? lives. And send yourself back to the world exactly. at that point. And that, if, you, if you've already beaten it once, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and that, those levels, I don't care for. I don't. You don't need that. Like, you make a good platformer. It's a platformer. Let me platform. I don't want to play a fucking racing game. I'll go play cl- Crash Team Racing. Yeah. I want to play a racing game. Just let me platform. Well, I, th- I
1: think those like putting the motorcycle and stuff that was inspiration, and in then going, hey, maybe we can make a racing game from this because right. because the motorcycle was introduced in that game. I think that was part of it, right? Yeah, like I know. Yeah, it I, I know. Been. The racing games were popular at that point, but still.
0: And, like, well, yeah. Like, there was a point where everyone was on a kart racer because Mario Kart was making a trillion dollars. But, like... Yeah. Um, and, like you said, so I like, I've never... I'm never... I shit on a lot of these game, this There's games. There's a Garfield
1: eras. racing game, dude. Oh, Fuck.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, my nephew Ben wants it, and I'm always yelling at him. Don't buy a fucking game, um, Ben. If you're listening to this, I think you did buy it, and I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I traditionally slam the controls, and I said traditionally slam the graphics from this era. Having said that. I do like most of it. But when you're oh, on yeah. that fucking tiger and stuff, Ugh. I do find the it's controls not- frustrating because at times a jump sends you really far at times a jump doesn't send you far enough and, or you, just, you don't move left far enough or right far enough because the camera's... Tw- I just felt like it was a little too much. It's a much.
1: swing camera too. It, it does throw you off a little bit when you're trying to aim and hit a box and then you realize you're ca- you should have waited to aim until you came around that corner a little yeah. more. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I missed that goddamn box. And so, then the other option, time trial.
0: Uh, I love that they had time trials in this. I fucking... I, I, I'll i be honest with you. I never, I, I never play time trial mode. I,
1: I enjoy the time trials. I just... I i I think it was just, just trying to get through it as fast as I could. Yeah. And you, you do a couple... And after doing a couple runs of your purple gem run and then your box run, you know what you've got to do to get through this level super quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean... Enjoy. I can, and the fact that there was like like... There was the time freeze ones that give you like that was the one two or three seconds would freeze the clock for yeah instead of, instead of all your apples and shit yeah I love that
0: I can get behind the time trials in the sense that like Naughty Dog didn't want you to finish this game in a weekend and because you could easily and okay. then not play it again they're it like here's time so trials here's depth here's all the hidden things yeah oh well, yeah that's another thing I both love and hate the hidden colored gems that open up extra paths yep. and stuff like that i love the concept that you find these extra because there's there's in certain levels there's literally just colored gems and they're hidden and if you find them they'll open up a path to earn them yeah and if you can get them then they open up a different level or a different path and a different level I and stuff like a that
1: purple gem you can get in world four that you can find it and then when you you go back to a level in world two and you use your double jump and your float to get across this big cavern yeah. and then it opens up this door and a, it's a whole new platform. But this is a whole new level.
0: This is the OCD thing in me as someone that likes to complete everything. When I'm in world two and I can tell there's like a second path there and I cannot figure out how to get to this fucking path and yeah. it drives me insane. And you literally can't get across that chasm no.
1: until you have your double jump and your spin. Right.
0: And then two worlds later I get a crystal and then I don't even know that oh, it opened up a world fucking two. Like, yeah. And I get, that they did it this is pre-internet really i mean it was like, 98 so it's baby internet you could,
1: you could start looking up you could, if your if your parents had a printer you could print a, a walk right. if you needed to but if you want to
0: open up like i'm totally down with extra paths and extra things but and tell stuff you like that to go to just get make that, them yeah. doable like yeah. uh, my my absolute admiration for metroidvania games yeah. is i love when i get near the end of a metroidvania and i have every move and I can open up a map and see where everything is and it's just on me to go and do the challenges to get yeah. them. I, I I that is probably my favorite mechanic in all of gaming is that kind of stuff. Yeah. But when it's something like this where I collect a crystal and now I've got to go backtracking and figure out well, where the fuck was the level that I went through that now that this crystal opened up that a path, you know what I mean? It doesn't
1: it's not clear what level unless you remember. Yeah. Like I like I distinctly remember that that stupid purple crystal because you're in that you're it's an Egyptian it's that Egyptian tomb level yeah where you're walking through the underground and you either go left across the chasm to the purple one or you go right and continue on the main level yeah and so, that that I remember specifically because of that Y split
0: yeah so yeah. I would I would give it about like like. I'll give it a half slam for that, because I just I, I like the concept. yeah, give me some give me some extra paths and give me some backtrack. Yeah, give, you you some, like. give you some, just make yeah. it where I can figure out where the fuck I'm supposed to go. Like when I collect that crystal, like cut back to a cutscene on the overworld and that world that like shows something light up just, sh- just shows a purple aura right. around that one little, t- that and little so that reptile. when I finish this level that I might die in 40 more times before I fucking get out of it yeah. when I finish this level and get out I get back on the overworld and I can go looking for the, lab- the level that has that purple globe and now I'm like yeah. okay this was that's all I need like just I'm all for it but just make it so I know where the yeah. fuck I have to go now because and- I feel like all you're doing here is trying to stretch out the length of the game very much where I have to go backtrack and figure out now where Which am I supposed to go this? Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing did it ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash rememberthegame today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash rememberthegame. And the, when
1: you said when you keep dying over and over again. That's the one thing I really think like, is the, if, the easy way to get lives in this game. Oh, it's yeah, dude. It, the, it you collect lives so fast. Yeah, because well, because they know you're going to die a lot. Every every hundred apples, yeah. and like half the boxes you you break open are ten apples yeah. in a box. Oh. So it's just super quickly to get or lives the or game.
0: the life and the live heads keep coming back. Yep. So like, if you die and then you go back to your last checkpoint, but you know there's a life head in front of you. Yeah. You never get game over. And every time
1: you die, it doesn't take those apples you collected from that last checkpoint. There, you keep all your apples. So if you go and hit those three boxes you just hit, you get to hit them again. Oh yeah. And you, so you're constantly collecting apples. Yeah. Which I think I think it's apples or whatever the whatever they are the the fruit. fruit. Yeah. Or you
0: or you go into like a level with a bonus world early. And that bonus yeah. world has 55 apples and two extra lives in it. Oh, and you go through on, it yes. every time. It's very easy to stockpile lives. But to me, that to me, that's a conscious decision by Naughty Dog where they were like, this game is fucking hard. This game can be very difficult. So let's give these people the opportunity to continuously yeah. play this game. Frankly, I I mean, and I'm like this now with most of my platforming games. This wasn't quite the standard in '98. I'm a believer of like just get rid of lies. Like yeah. just do it like Celeste, do it like Hollow Knight, do it like Shovel Knight, do it like all those. Like just, just let me, just let me fucking play until I'm, until I. Beat but the again, game. this was this was in an era of lives. Everything was about lives yeah. back then, right? To it me, was all about the lives. Yeah. To me, lives are the new scores. Like we don't need scores anymore. Like I know we don't, games don't even do scores anymore. Yeah, a lot of them don't. Now yeah. we don't need lives. Like it's just to me. Like just let me play until I'm until I. I'm done and beat it. Like that's yeah, all you got. Because like, the thing is, like you, play, you, you get, play
1: an Assassin's Creed now, you die. Well, you just keep going. You just re- respawn and you go right. Because when you yeah. get game
0: over, uh, all you do is hit continue, and then you got to go back and just play the level again, anyway. So just fucking yeah. let me have my. Just let me have infinite lives. Yeah. One other thing you could do in this game, which I thought was cool, but I didn't really use, uh, was you could play as as Coco, Crash's little sister. Yeah, but there was
1: specific levels, right? See, well,
0: okay. So on the, I was gonna ask you that because in the remake, you can just pick her anytime you want. Oh, Okay, so yeah. the
1: original, it was just. It was the riding. Uh, it, levels, was, right? it was the it was the the jet ski levels, um I think it was like two or three of the levels in level in World Four were just her, and then the boss fight in World Four against uh, Neo or whatever that cause it was the dude in the mech suit. Yeah, yeah. That was her boss fight. Right. But all the other ones were cra- like crash. It was primarily... I didn't know... Honestly, didn't know that. that yeah, I never, so... I never got to playing three on on my Insane Trilogy. I never okay. actually played I only was playing the first two because I haven't played them in so long.
0: So, I mean, it's like... It's a cool touch that so you can play as her. Like, I never did because they play exactly the same. I yeah. thought it would have been a little bit of a cooler touch if she played a little Maybe different.
1: Maybe Because like, she has a ponytail. Yeah. Give her a hair whip move or something. But,
0: like. but with that said these games are so well designed for Crash's mechanics. Yeah. They're probably like, well, if we switch up something about how Coco designs, it could be game-breaking. Like, because these games are clearly designed, these levels are designed so well to work with exactly how Crash moves.
1: And I think, honestly, to what you're saying is the fact that you get Coco in the new remake, I think that's more to the factor is a lot, You, they they recognize the. Female gamers are much sure. more prevalent now to what they did back in the day, sure. and I think that was just like, well, let's give them all everybody a chance. If they want to play just as Coco, they can play just Coco. Right, and I'm fine yeah. with that in any oh, game. Like, give Hell us yeah.
0: give us skins, let us play as different characters. I traditionally like it when playing as a different character means a little bit different control heck yeah but again with the with this game and with the specificity specificity yeah. i don't know what the word is yeah there we go uh <laughs> i talk for a living uh of like of certain levels and the way they're designed around the crash mechanics you can't really change it up or you'd break it it, it, um, it
1: wouldn't work because then your powers are are used different ways it wouldn't make sense yeah
0: fuck yeah man it was, um it's,
1: it's such a good game and then the bosses. I found all the boss fights really fun in this game.
0: I do too. They're, I don't find them very hard. Other, the only one I didn't really like was that fucking shooting one with the guy up in outer space. Yeah, Sound that one is annoying me. because it's, it's if you don't dodge the right times, you can die very easily in that one.
1: Yeah. And the other one I found really annoying was tiny the first one because if you just didn't if you didn't jump the right times, those fucking lions would just attack mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. kill you. And that was the only and that that because. But the one I found when I was a kid, and I'm still remember, this, is the third boss, uh, the time dude, trying to hop across and attack him. I was so bad at aiming on the platforms, I just missed the platform, or I'd be going too slow, and then he'd be getting back up before I could attack him. And then he'd kill me on the platform. Right. Yeah. But I I found that really difficult. Skip when I played through here, I beat him the first first my first run through. Yeah. When I replayed it there a couple weeks back, so it's just but I. I just like the differences in the bosses. They Me were too. All, all of them were inventive in the way they did it. Yeah. The dinosaur one, the dino guy, was probably the easiest. Yeah. Because all he did was break, like shoot, and you had to run. All you right. did was run. And you avoided everything.
0: Was this the one that had the fucking the mobster guy that like had the had the fucking like old Tommy gun? No. And you had to hide behind the desk. Oh, that's a different. No, that's crash. A, that's okay. one of the
1: other. I think that's one of the other ones. Because like, this one had tiny. In the in the, which is when the guy jumped around, and you had to hit him once he got his fork stuck. The dinosaur who j- shot the things up and had like the would destroy the president and he was running and hit him. Okay, then the time dude, he had to run across and hit him once he was weakened, and then because he had, had to dodge everything he was right, doing, right? And then, right, right, And then the mech dude, which is just flat out annoying. I just yeah, I, I don't one. like it that. It was one of, one of the again, worst. Don't was give one us one of the
0: worst ones. Don't put us in fucking vehicles and platformers, and then just fuck off. And then the fifth one was Cortex.
1: You have and the problem with that one was you had Aka, Aku Aku and Uka, Uka fighting. That's right, the two
0: masks fight because they yeah, fight yeah. around.
1: And then if you don't dodge them at the right time, they kill you.
0: Yeah, yeah. On top
1: of uh, uh, Cortex attacking you too, and it's just like ah.
0: Yeah, there's just a lot going on at the same yeah. time. So it, uh, it's dude, these are good games. I like. I don't oh, know why so the fuck fun. Crash hasn't come back. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna quickly say on the boss thing. Is just like I'm a big believer, like a platformer. I don't think platformers need boss fights. I don't hate when they're in there. They work but for this game though. If you're gonna put a boss fight in, make it something fun and original and entertaining. Yep. And I feel like for the most part, and they didn't make it. them
1: too hard. That was the thing. They didn't make them too. Except for that stupid fucking max suit. Yeah, but it, uh, it
0: it was it was fun. Well, the thing yeah. is, is, like if I'm playing a platformer, I'm not there to fight bosses. I want a platform. So oh, like yeah. I, I have more fun on the like yeah. the platforming. Than I do in the fighting bosses, oh, by far. 100%. But if the bo- but if the bosses are funny characters and are entertaining, I can live with it. But I am not there to fight bosses. I just want a platform. Oh, that's it, it what was, I want It
1: was do. such it, and it, overall, it's just a really fun game. You can sit down and play for an hour yeah. and just you just enjoy yourself you and get lost in the game.
0: Crash is iconic. Like I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like anyone that never played the, I'm not saying Crash is better than Mario. I I. I would argue Crash is better than Sonic, the platformers. I would argue it depends on your personal preferences. Well, I think. I think, but I feel like the I'm games... a kid who
1: grew up with both, who yeah. played both, right? I went from from Sega to PlayStation. I will say this: I found Crash more Crash games more fun and like m- more accessible to play because Sonic, with his speed and moving around so fast, it's easy to get hurt and
0: die. That's what always Crash, been my beef you with could, You have the ability yeah. to
1: move around, and I found yeah.
0: I feel like like the the Crash games have stood up, man, they're fucking I'm I'm so dude, apparently the remakes have sold incredibly well. So,
1: I because of that, I think we're going to finally get a new system release of of the Crash. There has to be they have to be thinking about developing another I'm wondering
0: crash. that cuz I'm like like okay, so, so I hope and I hope it's classic style.
1: Dude, give us another platformer.
0: Well, here's the thing cuz like so the insane trilogy they released it and I don't know if they had high hopes for it but they released it And then it went
1: on PS4 and then it went to everything else it went else, to everything because right? it was yeah. selling
0: so well yeah so then they did the same thing with Crash Team Racing and apparently that I had not played that but apparently it sold very very well as well I
1: played the original Crash Team Racing and I, I very much enjoyed it because sure. again I didn't have the 64 so that was my racing game right
0: the the I wouldn't even say the concern. The what makes me wonder if we'll get because I would love a Crash Bandicoot four. I would fucking love another. Give Crash us a direct game. sequel. Like, what? I know we
1: got Wrath of Cortex in another one. But the thing but is, give us the sequel to three.
0: But the thing is, is it's Naughty Dog, and Naughty Dog is like, well, we've got Last of Us two about to come out. We've got Uncharted to play with. We've got a Last of Us three. Like, they've become such. So, like, I don't want. I don't mean this is like a, a heavyweight developer. It's not a dig at Crash, but I feel like Naughty Dog is too big for Crash. Yeah, but like, so then, and I, mean, if you, I think
1: if, if somebody was expecting a game to come out from Naughty Dog at this point, they'd expect an Epic if, like Last of Us yeah. 2 or the next Un- Uncharted, Uncharted, whatever if, it is. If, yeah, If
0: at E3 this year, Naughty Dog... I mean, if E3 this year, if Naughty Dog showed up and you saw that Naughty Dog logo and then it was Crash, I think there'd be a lot of people that would be like, dude, you make some of the most brilliant cinematic but, gaming experiences ever. But I
1: don't think they get mad at it because... You're getting Last of Us Two this year. I know. So you're but getting, then, your, aren't you getting your aren't you're getting your but, epic Games. is like for them to release a crash would just be like I think it'd be a love letter to fans in a way.
0: I do too, but I, I just Trust me, I want it. Oh, God, I just, yes. I'm just telling you. I I think that that, that, that company's got to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. They have oh, some of the yeah. biggest franchises in gaming right now. It would be like Rockstar going back to making a table tennis game I honestly instead of making would, Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead. Like, it'd,
1: be, it'd be smarter almost for them for, to not announce... If they were going to do that game, don't announce it in E3. Just put a press release out saying we're doing another crash well, but, it's but their,
0: the thing is the press for doing it at e3 is bigger well but the thing is is like it's not just that that it's like it's i mean it's their resources right like a, yeah. a simple bottom line as much as we like crash crash isn't going to sell no, like a last of us okay. or an it's uncharted you do day.
1: okay but it's not going to do, yeah, Last of Us. And so, like, level. I mean,
0: so then you could argue, like, well, then, because I would love another Jack and Daxter, too. But then it's like, well, then, like, rent those out to, like, like, let hire another company, like, a smaller company, have them do it. But then and you got to wonder, is is it going to be the same? That, is it going to be a lot be of games deal? when they switch developers? They uh, Halo switched and it has been the same since it yeah. switched. So I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever see a Crash 4. I hope we do. Fuck, I would love to see a Crash 4. That'd I would buy amazing. a Crash 4 in a heartbeat. That would be amazing to me, um, and I do think that I think the only reason there's even like the, that this discussion is even possible is because the Insane Trilogy sold as well as it has.
1: Oh, if it wasn't for the Insane Trilogy, uh, Cra- and, and Nitro Kart and Nitro Field, yeah, you're, you're not even thinking about Crash Bandicoot now. No. I don't even think people would think about them for
0: Smash at this point. No, if it wasn't for those, the Insane Trilogy sold so well. Guys, listen, yeah. uh, I mean, if you can play the original three, go for it. If you, they're not as readily available as the Insane Trilogy is. The Insane Trilogy is on everything. It goes on sale constantly. Uh, Here's how much I, here's how highly I would endorse the Insane Trilogy. I bought it physically because I wasn't sure if I'd like it. 100%ed all three games minus the time trials because I don't fucking hate time trials. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I got like every gem, every box, everything like that. Really enjoyed it. Occasionally got frustrated because they're very hard, but finished all three. And then I sold it because I was like, well, I'll probably never play this again. And every time I see it go on sale digitally, I'm like, I should fucking buy that again because I really enjoy It's one of those ones you can
1: easily go back
0: to. There's just three fun platformers. I I truly I, iconic is such a big word, but like that 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 fucking kind of Australian for lack of it, like that music, like that fucking the you know, with well, the drums is, and stuff it's, like it's that. It's Australian. It, yeah, it it's is. I know field. we have listeners in He's Australia. A G- he is literally a dingo. Right. I know we have listeners in Australia. When I think of Crash, I think of you guys, and you guys should be goddamn proud of Crash. Oh hell yeah. I, I think of like the 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 apples and the boxes and that bright orange suit and him running through the forest or running away from stuff. And I and I'm like and it I'm like that's gaming. It makes me feel good, it makes me yeah. happy. I, these are great games. I want it back. Play it, play Crash, and the Insane Trilogy handles just fine. So oh, play yeah. it. Um, good, yeah, very good. So what would you give Crash out of? Uh, there's 25 gems. So on a, on a, out of 25 gems, how many gems would 24. you give Crash? That's pretty high. I or love, Crash Warp. I Sorry.
1: love Crash Warp. Like this is the game that was other than maybe Final Fantasy IX, was one of the highest rotated games when I was a kid, and I love this game.
0: Yeah, I'll give it. Uh, yeah, I'll give it 22-ish. There you go. A couple of the fucking driving levels irritate me. But I,
1: and again, I don't mind them. So for me, yeah, this game was one of my favorite games as a kid. Yeah, 24, easy.
0: I just opened up the top-selling PlayStation games of all time. Crash Bandicoot is 8. Crash Bandicoot Warped is 13. Crash Bandicoot 2 is 14. There you go. So all three Crash Bandicoots are in the top 14-selling PlayStation Damn. games. Give us some more Crash, guys. Come it, on. It's
1: it, But again, as we said, oh. it's
0: tough. And just quickly before I sign this off, because again, I don't want to name the other game because I don't know what order these are going in. But thank you so much for fucking suggesting a good game <laughs> instead of that fucking turd. <laughs> on are saying again. Yeah. good with the bad, No, man. we don't. I'm so glad that we did this one second because at least I'm in a good mood now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I said I would mention it again. We want Crash and Smash. He had better be... One of these six downloadable oh, characters. God. God damn it! I, I
1: I bought the I bought the the five pack DLC hoping and I I, I got happy with Joker and Cash and and Banjo, but I will not buy the six until the six names are out. <laughs>
0: no, I think most people feel like that after yeah. the last couple. Of, I feel like
1: after the last I, two last two people they released in that in that five. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'm no a Three
0: Houses fanatic. Yeah, and not, I don't and I family. and I have no interest in playing. Never play Biolith Never
1: ever. played Fire Emblem. So for me, it's like. I got Joker out of it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Banjo was fun. Banjo Banjo was fun for a while, but it got annoying.
0: Good stuff. Thanks for doing this, buddy. That was great. to do it for this week's episode Andre thank you for coming over and talking a little bit of Crash Bandicoot with me and to every single one of you people whether you've been listening to the show since day one you've been listening to the show since this episode I don't care how long you've been on the team thank you for listening thank you for supporting the show thank you for telling your friends maybe leave me a good review if you're feeling generous Um, and if you're really feeling crazy, sign up, patreon.com slash remember the game, two bucks. You get a whole bunch of stuff. It's like the best $2 you could fucking spend. If you like the show, like it's $2, it's just nothing. It's nothing. Uh, anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. You guys, I really, really appreciate it. I'll be back next week with episode 88. In the meantime, go play some video games. Happy Mario day. And I will talk to you again in a week. Take it easy guys. Cheers.